back to black girl means pop culture i'm your host zoe and today we will be discussing avatar the last airbender season one episode four the warriors of kiyoshi but before we get into that i would like to remind you to follow this podcast on spotify and or apple Podcasts. and when you do so don't forget to hit the notification bell so you get notifications every time i post also you can follow me on instagram at black girl underscore meets underscore pop culture for more information about this podcast and finally you can financially support the podcast which starting at just 99 cents and the link in the description will be down below okay let's talk about this episode of course we gotta start off with the synopsis the warriors of kiyoshi the gang arrives at kiyoshi island and are captured by some kiyoshi warriors when Aang reveals that he's the Avatar, news quickly spreads out and suddenly reaches to Prince Zuko, who then goes to Kiyoshi Island to capture him. I think that's a perfect way to start off, because that's one of my favorite scenes in this episode, is how the news travels about Aang being at Kiyoshi, right? I don't know why, but I love the device that they use with the fish. So basically what happens is it starts with a guy at the, what? doc and he's like oh did you hear he's talking to somebody handing over the fish he's like oh did you hear that the avatars in kiyoshi island then that guy that got the fish on the guy at the dock he shows up at a market hands over the fish and he's like yo did you hear about the avatar to kiyoshi island guy pays for it uh, and then he cooks it and then it ends up on prince zuko's plate and he's like did you hear that the avatars on kiyoshi island he's like what i loved it man (laughs) i i thought that was very creative i didn't expect something like that i like, I, as soon as I saw it, I instantly noticed. I'm like, oh, okay, I see what you're doing here. And I like that. But overall, this episode, basically, Aang is a cocky brat. <laughs> basically. Aang is a cocky brat. And everything starts and begins with him and his faults. And yes, he's 12, but my goodness. For some reason, it didn't click in his head because he had no problem. First of all, they went to go ride that koi fish, right? And then they get ca- they, then they get caught. And I love how they use that fish. I forgot what it's called. It starts with a U. But they use that fish that um that Aang was running away from. They use that fish and it comes back for to use to be used on Prince Zuko, right? For the, the, the stop the fire and to be used on Prince Zuko and his men so they can they can escape. But everything that happens in this episode starts and begins with Aang. He put the people of Kiyoshi in danger. Because he shows up, he's like, and he nonchalant's like, yeah, I'm the Avatar. And I'm like, okay, I can let it slide to a certain extent because he's 12, right? But in the beginning, 
in the in the first two episodes he was so cautious of saying that he was the avatar he he didn't mention it first of all because he didn't want to be the avatar but also out of danger right he's gonna put these people in danger and then in episode two what we see and i mentioned is that we see when he and zuka are fighting in the southern water tribe in front of all those people he notices how wild zuko's fire is and by the way that ties in perfectly to what happens later when Aang starts to learn firebending but it tie it um yeah he, he he sees how dangerous it is and because of how dangerous it is it's just it's so small it's so minuscule and minute you know and I, I don't know maybe because it was so small and minuscule and minute and I noticed that I'm like oh it's a big deal because why would Aang put these people at risk but to me it, it feels a bit out of character for him and and once again i know he's a 12 year old but my goodness it starts and ends with him it truly does and i don't want to say that drives me up the wall but it's probably why i didn't enjoy this episode as much to be honest but what i did like is how they start like they start the theme of this episode from the very beginning they set it up from the very beginning when ang is showing is trying to show katara that trick and she's not paying attention and he's disappointed it's not just because he likes her it's because he likes the attention and she's not giving him the attention so later on in the episode he's getting all the attention he's getting all the attention by the girls and and the people in the city he's like oh yeah they love me see they 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 started repainting avatar kiyoshis which i thought it was that episode which i won't get into we'll talk about that episode when it shows up but i thought it was the episode when ang stood on trial on behalf of avatar kiyoshi it wasn't so i was kind of disappointed by that too but i digress but when it comes to the attention i don't want to just harp on the negative parts of this episode but when it comes to the attention i love the scene between ang and kantara when they're arguing he's like yeah i'm gonna ride the koi fish again and then she's like okay you know acting like she's unbothered but she actually is bothered i really like that they argued and for those of you know about the future of the show they argued like a married couple and i i i enjoyed it you know because it it just really what it really shows is is how katara is mature is too mature for the boys basically she and and then we later see that with sokka and suki and how mature suki is obviously girls mature this is a biological thing this this is a scientific fact that women or girls mature much faster than boys do. And you just see it, it's written all over the place, especially with uh, Sokka's out of the pocket misogynistic remarks, which I liked how it only took four episodes for that to go away. You know, I, I hear some people, especially now, want to be very progressive. It's like, oh, Sasuke, Sokka's so misogynistic. Yeah, no, duh. It's in tune with his character. You know where he grew up? He grew up in the southern. Oh, excuse me, in the in the Southern Water Tribe, I almost said Southern Air Temple, the Southern Water Tribe, where he was the only man, basically. He was the only one that could protect people. That was his job, right? And don't forget, he's the older brother to Katara. So when Katara started taking up and started protecting herself or both of them, he got frustrated because this is one goal. I talk about it in Superman, Superman Lois with Jonathan and how his one goal, or basically he has nothing to do, that's Sokka. Sokka has nothing to do because he has no abilities. Very much like Jonathan. Jonathan has no abilities up to a certain point. Sokka has no abilities. So I, I really do like when he goes to the Kyoshi Warriors um, and he, he humbles himself after Suki put the hurting on him. He humbles himself. He bows down. He's like, yo, I'd be honored 
to be trained by you guys. And I like, and when I, what stuff does now, because I'm like, okay, this is a very um, female empowerment episode, but not overly, because that's one of the things I would have dinged it on, you know, where it's just like too much, like, okay, we get it, it's very on the nose, but it's not. I, I say that because when you have like three Kyoshi warriors, including Sokka, surround Zuko, Bro, Zuko puts a hurting on them because he's been trained by questionably the greatest firebender still alive, right? And that's his uncle. Yeah, I like that he that he bodied them. But, you know, and I, I like that when Suki and Sokka, they were training, and I like how Sokka got the upper hand once, you know, once again showing that, hey, it's not like they're not Mary Sue where they they can do no wrong like gosh darn Ray in 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 the in the new Star Wars trilogy. No. Cuz even Suki says I'm not that good at it. You know, so obviously she's still learning. She's still inexperienced, but she's better than Sokka. So I I I like that. It wasn't over the top how stuff would be now. You know, you have to have a whole episode like yeah, women empowerment. Woohoo! And I like how the show as the show further goes on, you realize that, the, and it's completely unlike this episode, where it's like kind of a bit on the nose, but not overly, not over the top. But what I like is that as the show goes on, you see that a lot of the people, the, the most powerful people in this show are women, are women, right? Of course, Aang is the power, most powerful because he's the avatar, but these women on avatars and the fact that Av- avatar kiyoshi is mentioned and questionably the most powerful if not the best avatar it, it's kind of saying something but you know i'm 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 i'm, I'm allowed I, i'll i'll you know i'm gonna let it slide i'm gonna let it slide <laughs> but you know what also i i noticed about this episode and it's not a negative or anything or a positive i mean it could be a positive one thing i noticed about this episode is that there's more parallels between Sokka and ang than Aang and Zuko. And I liked, by the way, I liked that this episode started with Zuko because I don't think any other episode so far has started with Zuko. And I liked how he's trying to meditate. Um, and he's like, there's nothing you could tell me, uncle, that's going to make me upset. He's like, yeah, we don't know where the Avatar is. He's like, what? <laughs> but yeah, there's more parallels between Aang and Sokka. And I think that is because Aang, Sokka's learning humility while Aang is learning self-absorption, right? And before... Sokka was very self-absorbed, had everything to his head, like, man, girls, please. You know, even at the beginning of the episode, he's like, yeah, men are good at this and women are good at that. Which he's not wrong that men, yes, men naturally, I mean, that's why they are physically different than women. Yes, men are naturally and better at hunting and fighting. But, you know, women aren't just supposed to clean your clothes, you know, stuff like that. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it's vice versa you know ang in beginning is the humble one Sokka's the cocky one now we've kind of flipped it but ang's coming back down you know from where he's been i don't know i still can't get over that ang thing because to me it's like he never wanted to be the avatar right so i think i like how he's seeing the benefits of being an avatar or the avatar but i, I don't know it's, it's still kind of bothered me but what i do like about this episode coming back to Aang, because it all starts and ends with Aang, and I said that in the beginning, is that when Aang notices, and this is what they did in uh, the second episode, when he notices Zuko and the damage that his fire can cause, 
I love that Aang flies away and he's looking at all the destruction. And it, Kyoshi Island, first in the beginning, it was a reminder of, or not a reminder, but a, a an acknowledgement to him like, hey, being the Avatar is not that bad. But when seeing the destruction is a reminder of why he never wanted to be the Avatar in the first place. He can't live a normal life as a 12-year-old, you know, it, 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 however normal that is for it, an airbending monk, right? Um, so I liked that he flies over and, you know, he sees the destruction. And once again, you you just see how Aang is just a harbinger for destruction. And it's really sad when you think about it. It's, it's, it's pretty sad, but it's very well written. So, yeah, let me get down. We'll go down to the rating system. But first, I have to talk about my favorite quote of the episode. And for once... It didn't come from Prince Zuko himself. It came from Suki. And it's when Sokka somehow realized that he had to leave. By the way, how did Katara know Zuko's name? Maybe I missed something, but... Well, I, I rewatched a clip from season... Or excuse me, from the second episode when Zuko shows up. She, he never announces himself. Maybe it's because, you know, he's a Fire Nation prince. But the Southern Water Tribe is so detached from the outside world, as well as Kiyoshi, because by the way, they mentioned Fire Nation spies. That plays into season two, which I like the little setup. It's very subtle. But yeah, that was just a subtle nitpick about Zuko somehow Katara knows Zuko's name. But the quote of the episode for me, so it starts with Sokka when he's like I have to leave and he's apologizing to Suki saying, I treat you like a girl when I should have treated you like a warrior. And Suki in reply says, I am a warrior. But I'm a girl, too. I love that, man. Because she's proving to him that, yeah, girls can be warriors, too. You know, you don't it, 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 you don't have to separate the two. You know, sometimes they join together. Sometimes they don't. And I, I really enjoy that about this. I really do like Suki. You know, I was never, like, I'm not saying I'm, I'm very much like Zuko. It's not like I've never been a fan of Suki or I didn't like her. But rewatching this, I'm like, you know, Suki's not that bad. So. What would I rate this episode? I gave it a 3 out of 5 oppas. Not as good as the last episode. I mean, I think because of how well the last couple episodes have been, you're going to have a bit of a dip. Especially in comparison to how great those were and how... Like, this is not bad. It's good. But compared to those episodes, it's mediocre. So I have to give it a 3. 3 out of 5. But hey, that's all I have for you guys today. If you enjoyed this episode, which I'm sure you did, share it to someone you think will like it, even someone you think won't like it. I know, this episode's gone by pretty fast. I didn't have too much to say. So it's kind of, I don't want to say it's a filler episode, but it's pretty, uh, not too much happens compared to like the other episodes. Um, But yeah, I'll see you guys talking about Avatar The Last Airbender next week. But until then, peace.